Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in on a little bit of everything with me, and I am your host, Angelica. This is a podcast that talks about a little bit of everything, so sit back and enjoy the show. And welcome back to another episode of A Little Bit of Everything with me. Today, my guest is a coach to help businesses develop organic Instagram growth. Welcome, Morgan, to the show. How are you doing? I am doing so good. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you for being part of the podcast. And I'm so excited how you got into this business and how you're helping these businesses because now this is the time where people are like, I need help on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I hear it all the time. And it's so funny that, that the podcast is called a little bit of everything. Cause trust me, like with my story, you're going to get a little bit of everything. (laughs) I'm excited. This is awesome. This is what I love. We could talk about business then we could talk about what you're doing today. And then we could talk about what shows you're watching. So tell the (laughs) listeners about yourself. Um, so I am a, an online business coach. So I help people. Um, I specialize in helping people with Instagram. So specifically organic Instagram. Um, I work with a lot of coaches, a lot of um, like newer coaches or service providers, online course creators. Um, and I just, I just really help them, especially the people who are sort of in those beginning stages where they're trying to trying to generate more leads for their business. Um, so I've become, I've become really, really good at that. Um, I've got a, a cool story to share um, probably in terms of manifestation. I'm not, I'm not sure. Do you ever talk about that stuff on the podcast? Yeah, sometimes we do. Like it's crazy how things happen in unexpected ways. So yeah, like tell me about it. Sweet. Um, so yeah, let me, let me go back a little bit because it's probably going to be useful to, to backtrack to the story and then we can dive into other rabbit holes from there. <laughs> um, so I think a lot of people um, can sort of relate to this. You know, you're like, you're, you're in high school. Um, you're like, hey, I gotta, I gotta find this job. I gotta, you know, pick this career path. This gotta have it all laid out and planned out and set out and white picket fence life and what have you. Um, and for me, I got out of high school. I first went into uh, to forestry school, uh, so tree school. Wanted to be like a a, a flower cop, as I called it, like a park ranger. Mm. Um, <laughs> so did that for two years. Um, got out and realized that ah oh, crap, like I really thought I was gonna love this, but I don't love it. Like it just wasn't really fulfilling. And th- the reason that I was in there is, you know, you hear that saying like if you if you love what you do, then you won't work a day in your life. And so I was chasing after that job where like I could really love what I did. And so I went to forestry school because I grew up in a dirt road with ATVs and, you know, just being outside. And I thought, perfect, this is just an extension of everything that I love to do. Mm. Um, And I got out and I realized like that totally wasn't for me. And so then I was like, okay, screw this. If I can't find what I really love to do, then I'm just going to make a lot of money and then I'm going to just do what I want in my free time. So I went into engineering and I started, um, you know, going to school for that, went to school for a year, finally got things figured out, um, started to, you know, really do well in school and, and get good grades and all that stuff. And then I got a job for this, this company, like working a summer job in, in, in the field of engineering. So I was in geomatics engineering at the time. 
Um, and yeah, I was working a summer job there and I just started to look around and realize, man, this is, yeah, I'm going to make a lot of money when I get out of this, but this is not what I want. Like I just, this is kind of, this seems soul crushing to me. Like I'm just, I'm, I'm here for all the wrong reasons. And that was kind of an interesting, um, decision that I made because, you know, I was doing great in school. Like they were, they were going to offer to, to pay for me to go to the rest of my schooling. Um, they were going to give me a job when I left, like when I got out of school. And so everything was just like, so clean, clear, laid out in front of me, like easy peasy. And yeah, I just, it just wasn't for me. And I probably, that was probably one of like the biggest turning point of my life is dropping out of engineering. Cause I was someone who's very like type a, like always got good grades, like didn't know anything other than school. Um, and that was like this pivotal moment for me where I just like totally jumped off the beaten path. And <laughs> it was, um, I actually called my mom and I was like, yeah, I'm going to drop out of engineering, which was super ironic because we thought that <laughs> we thought that my, my brother was the one who hated school. You know, we we're like, he's <laughs> going to be the one who doesn't, doesn't finish school for sure. And uh, no, it was me. It was me. So I called my mom. I told her, okay, screw this. I'm done with this. Um, I'm dropping out of engineering to go hang out with these guys that I met on YouTube. She's like, what? <laughs> I'm like, like, yeah, I met these guys on YouTube. I was super into CrossFit, super passionate about health and fitness. And um, these guys were, I found these guys, and this is where it's, it's kind of cool. It comes so full circle to podcasting and why I just love being on podcasts now is I found these guys, these guys in their podcast that was on YouTube at the time. And this is back in like 2014. They were like pretty early into the game of podcasting mm -hmm. and they were, they were just living the life. Like they were podcasting, they were getting paid to do what they love. They were traveling around the world. And I was like a huge believer in, you know, this, this saying, I think it's from Jim Rohn, but it's like, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And I was looking at these guys being like, man, they have the life. Uh, they're doing health and fitness, they're podcasting, they're just getting paid to do what they love and travel around. And like, that's what I want. So I called my mom was like, Hey, I'm done with engineering. Uh, I somehow got that dude's email address and like wrote him an essay and why he should let me work for him. <laughs> and then I like dropped out of engineering, drove across Canada, picked up my mom. We got in the car, we like drove down the, uh, the East coast into the States, down to Memphis, Tennessee. And yeah, I just like started working for them in Memphis, Tennessee. Um, and that's, that's what actually kicked off my online business journey is I started working for them. Their podcast got huge. They actually moved to California. When I was in Memphis, they, they actually left. I went to go hang out with them and they left and they went to California because the podcast was getting big. So I stayed to coach at their gym. And then six months later, I was like running out of money. And I was like, guys, you need to give me a real job or like I have to go back to Canada because I have no money left. <laughs> so they were like, yeah, uh, you know what? You're doing really good work. Um, why don't you come out and work for us in Cali, which was like wow, a just wild, crazy dream come true. Um, and that's actually where I first got into like online business world. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. That's crazy. So when when we talk about online business for those who don't know, it's obviously it's the YouTubers, the um on e-commerce consulting services and stuff like that. Like for that way the listeners know it's just online business. Yeah, yeah. So so these guys, their specific online business was, you know, they 
they had a podcast that was kind of like their traffic, their lead gen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they, they sold online like group fitness coaching. So they had like an app that they had all their programming on. Um, and they did like, you know, like a Facebook group and all that kind of stuff. And so they had these online like group fitness programs. So that was their version of online business. But yeah, I mean, it can, there's, it could be in so many things. <laughs> That is crazy. Now, going back to when you had to drop out of engineering, how long did it take you to make that decision for you to follow these guys and say, hey, I'm going to work for them? You know, I'm glad you asked this question because <laughs> sometimes <laughs> there's so many pieces to the story. There's been so many crazy wild turns that like you just not a lot of people have asked that question yeah. and you just because there's so much that has happened, you just have to gloss over so much of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember at the time, so I was a survey assistant, which I was basically the, you know, the pack mule yeah. <laughs> for the, for the team. I just, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we were in Alberta, like walking around in the middle of nowhere. Um, I was just like hauling all the gear. We were collecting these GPS points and, you know, yeah. it was just like, we're in the middle of nowhere. Just, just, it was just so much time to think <laughs> so much time to think. Um, and I, what actually happened was when I was working that job, um, I met up with a group of friends in Jasper, Alberta, and we went camping for a weekend. And, you know, this is, I was doing that job. And my friend asked me, he's like, so what do you love about that job? And I, I kind of like, I gave him an answer, but later I actually realized that it, it just wasn't it was such a surface level answer. Like it was yeah. such a BS answer. Like it wasn't, there was nothing there. There was no why behind it. Mm-hmm. And it was actually him asking me that question. Like, what do you love so much about it that made me realize? And I, it probably took me about a week to chew on that, like almost subconsciously. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause we were in the middle of nowhere, just like c- collecting points. We had so much time, like just, I think we were, we actually drove from like Alberta to Turtleford, Saskatchewan or something. It was like a long drive And so I just had time to think and think and think. And I probably almost meditated on that for like a week. Mm -hmm. And then I was just like, life is too short for this. Like, Mm -hmm. this feels like a box. (laughs) You should get out. You should get out of this box. (laughs) So, yeah. And going back to what you said about at the beginning about going to school, doing something that you're passionate about once you're done school you kind of lose that passion especially when you went to forestry school isn't that crazy how a lot of people go through that and some of them either go forward with it and be unhappy and then there's those risk takers like yourself where you're kind of like well i don't like this job let me move on (laughs) yeah it's, it's funny that you say risk takers too, because the irony of it all is it's so much more of a risk not to take the risk, (laughs) (laughs) you know, like what is risk even? Yeah. I mean, really, no matter what, you know, that you're going to, you're going to figure it out. Exactly. Exactly. But, you know, going back to the people who don't take that challenge, take on that challenge or risk, they, it's it's we're I feel like we're two different types of people in the world there's ones that are just gonna do what they have to do and be unhappy and then there's people that are seeking their happiness until they find it and take on that challenge so 
I this is what I love about when having guests on the show is most of my guests are risk takers or take on the challenge. Yeah. They find their happiness because clearly what you're doing now, you sound so much happier. Could you imagine if you were still in forest like it graduating forestry school in that industry, getting interviewed by let's say a television um a television host and just saying, Yeah, you know. I love trees. I love everything landscaping and yeah. fake persona, which really it's, it sucks for a lot of people that they don't know how to come out of that shell. But yeah. this is amazing how you were able to go to school. You found an opportunity somewhere else. You taken on that opportunity. You thought through it and you're like, I'm not happy about this. And then all yeah. of a sudden you're chasing your dream with another group of people who you've helped them with their business. And I wanted to ask this online business coaching, how do you do it? Like, what are your steps and how do you help these, um, these online businesses? So with the online business coaching, so one of the things that I do is I help people with Instagram. Mm -hmm. um, I help people sort of turn their Instagram account into um and I don't know how much your audience knows about this, but like into their sales funnel, basically. Mm -hmm. So for that, like I'm actually teaching that now through a course. I will be soon running a, a small group, uh, group coaching program for that. But after that, that small group program, like it, it's really just going to be a, a DIY course kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, with the business coaching, the one-on-one -on -one stuff, it's funny, but like while I do, like business coaching, I don't have a set cut, like cookie cutter, you know, list of 12 steps that I take people through. Um, a lot of my one-on-one -on -one coaching is, it's honestly probably like a lot of it is, it's, it's so individualized. Like it's so, I almost lead people, I almost lead people to discover like what they want to create themselves. Um, and a lot of it is, is very mindset based, mm -hmm. you know, it's getting people out of their own way. It's what are the reasons that you are feeling stuck? Like what are the lies and self-deceptions and beliefs that you're telling yourself um, that you can't do this? Or you're not that kind of person. Oh, what I do is, is actually the inner mindset stuff. <laughs> you cut out there for a bit. Oh, sorry. Where did I cut out? You cut out to, to start. And then that's where I lost you. <laughs> um, so basically I'll just, I'll just sum it up yeah. with this. Like um, the one-on-one -on -one coaching that I do is, is so highly individualized based on, you know, what somebody is trying to build. Like I have so many different, um, different kinds of clients and everyone is so unique in how they want to do something. And I feel like a lot of, a lot of times people will have their like 12 step, program or 12 step process or whatever. And that might not work for you. Like individuals are so unique and it's almost like back when I studied nutrition, you know, there's a hundred different dietary theories and, you know, vegan is not going to work for everyone. Um, you know, paleo is not going to work for everyone, mm -hmm. the whatever, like, you know, everyone's so individual. So I am really like what I do in my one-on-one -on -one coaching is it's honestly kind of magic in the, in the end. It's like, you know, it's helping people almost like pulling people along that path farther and getting them out of the, 
you know, that, that self-doubt space or, or helping them reinvent their concept of themselves so mm-hmm. that their mindset can transcend what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's crazy. Like you've taken this skill that you have your strength and made it into a business by helping somebody else. And I'm, I'm I admire your, your, your motivation and determination because I'm seeing through, I'm scrolling through your Instagram right now. So I'm actually creeping on you while you're talking to me, but you're a multitasker. <laughs> yes, I am. And I'm just like, wow, you can really convince me to do this. You're really convincing me to push myself into another level, even if it's selling a product or trying to sell my page in general. But I'm just like blown away. You didn't even go to school for this. How like you just learned from a, an experience, you became successful from that. And then all of a sudden, boom, you've, you've got something. Yeah. You know, I almost want to touch on that for a second. Um, you mentioned like you didn't go to school for this and I don't know who's listening and who needs to hear this, yeah. but one of the biggest um, pieces of my story that I'm so grateful for is like I, I actually, I, I didn't, I used to not know anything other than school, you know, like mm-hmm. that's what I knew in high school. And then I came out and went to for- forestry and then I went to engineering. And then even when I, so when I first got into coaching, it was actually back then in 2014, 2015, 2016, what have you, it was at first it was CrossFit coaching and like health and fitness, nutrition, macro coaching. Like that's actually where I kind of started. Mm-hmm. Um, Truthfully, I think I wanted to start with business coaching, but I didn't think anyone would take me seriously. So I wasn't fully owning it. (laughs) But um, so I kind of like started in um, a version of what I wanted, uh, but like not really fully, you know, where I wanted to be. Anyways, um, but I was always, I realized I was always hiding behind the certifications. You know, I was always hiding behind, like, if I just get this one more thing, then I'll know enough. If I just get this one more thing, then people will think I'm credible. If I just get this one more thing, then I'll get clients. And, you know, like I had my CrossFit certification. I had my precision nutrition certification and I kept taking certifications. Then I got my like licensed primary sports nutritionist. And then I got my health coach certification. And I was always like, in terms of getting clients, one of the biggest mistakes that I made in growing my business was like I had all the pieces and I had all the website and the funnels and all that stuff and all the certifications, but like, I wasn't actually putting myself out there. Like I wasn't actually putting myself on the line and risking rejection and making offers and doing any outreach and generating any leads. And it's just so funny because now I have like, quote, no credentials. Like I don't even have a, like a lot of people, it wouldn't even be that hard to take like a life coaching certification or, or something, you know, like mm-hmm. some sort of certification, but I don't even have that. Like I just educate myself and I have experience from, you know, the school of life. right? Yeah. And I feel like my results are my credentials right now. For sure. You know, like I get people really good results and it's just like, it's just so interesting to me how, how people think that they need a certification but in reality, like you need to have massive freaking belief in yourself mm-hmm. and you need to know enough to help the other person. And people forget that. A hundred percent. And oh my gosh, you're talking my language because even there's some people who, for example, I'm open-minded. I've been 
very passionate with everything that I've been doing, especially I, I love my job, my full-time job. And people are like, oh, when are you going to create your podcast into full-time? And I'm just like, I love my full-time job. I just, it's my mainstream of income and it's, I enjoy what I love to do. And I'm actually taking a career shift within the company. So it's like, I'm so passionate and it's always coming down to the positivity of how you, you do things in life and how you take that positive energy and put it towards your work and your passions in order to become successful in a way. Uh, obviously, I'm not, I, I can say I have little successes, but I still have a lot of work to do, but I'm still positive of what can happen in the future. So I really love how you taking your results and, you know, show them, show the people, hey, like, these are my results from these people that I've helped. This is, this is how I do the work. And because you, you prove to people that you're able to do it in that way when you've got results. And a lot of people, like you mentioned with the certification and stuff, I didn't go to school to, to start a podcast. Anyone can start a podcast. You can start a podcast, which I think you yeah. should. I have been debating on this role. Well, not debating. It's absolutely happening. <laughs> just, yeah <laughs> there's so so many things i'm doing over here <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like okay pause pause we just can we just get this course launch first can we just do this first like you got to tweak this then we can get at the podcast yeah <laughs> i i completely understand because i've got so much some so much stuff on the go but i do want to point something out i'm yeah. on your instagram like i mentioned and the one thing is sticking to me a lot, which I can res um, relate to, is tiny habits literally have the power to change your entire life. Preach it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's funny you say that because before I completely sort of owned the business coach thing, um, I was being, I was like a habits coach Yeah. Um, for entrepreneurs. Wow. So I'm so huge on the habits. And you know what? It's all intertwined. Like, if you talk about mindset being the basis for everything, habits and mindset go freaking hand in hand. Mm -hmm. Like you want a rock solid mindset and you want to shift your perspective and your concept of yourself and what's possible for you. You have to have the habits to do that. Whether that's affirmations, whether that's eating healthy, whether that's, you know what I mean? Like if you, if you look at your life where you're going to be in 10 years is a reflection of what every single day looks like on repeat for you. Yeah. That's exactly it. Exactly right. <laughs> that's it. That's, it's the little things. Yeah, it's the little things that's gonna, you really said it. I'm kind of like, this is my, you're talking my language. I love the mindset that you have. Now, throughout this whole journey, have you ever felt like, am I still doing this? Is it real? Do you ever feel like you want to give up sometimes because maybe there's something else that you want to do? Yeah, let's dive into all the struggles. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. Uh, there's been so many because I, I also think sometimes people will tell the story and then, yeah, but what about like, you know, it just seems so linear and like it was a straight line and it's like, well, but wait, was it? <laughs> like, and then people are feeling bad. They're like, well, if I, it's not how it feels for me. So maybe I'm not cut out for this. And that's just BS, right? Um, <clears throat> I remember like, the, the dropping out of engineering thing was a hard one because I was like, okay, my, all my friends were going to have their degrees by then, right? And I'm like, here I am, literally starting over. Yeah. Smart person starting over, you know, just like, what am I even doing? Um, getting into that for a bit, there were definitely points in there where I was like, 
you know, where is this going? There were points when I was, you know, when I got the job as a social media. So I was like a social media manager um, for those guys to like manage their Facebook and their Instagram and their YouTube and all that jazz. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was the executive assistant for the CEO. So that's kind of how, like how I got to see how an online business worked and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, But there was a point when I was doing that where it didn't really feel in alignment and I didn't really know, I didn't really know like how to leave. Mm-hmm. I was kind of stuck in there, um, or at least that's how I felt. And I'm so I'm actually so grateful. One of the best things that ever happened to me was I got let go from that job because they were a startup company and they downsized and they laid off a lot of people and I was one of them. And that was amazing because <laughs> I wasn't going to cut the cord myself and really that needed to happen. Um, but that was a hard one. Then I was like, okay, hey, what am I doing now? Um, then I picked up a job, you know, I was like, okay, hey, well, I'm going to start my own business. And then I pick, I was like, but I need to make money in the meantime. So that's when I picked up a job serving. And like, there was so much struggle, like in my story, <laughs> you know, like I, when I got, when I left that job in probably 2016, and then I started building my own business, there was like, there was like three years of struggle of, I had all the certifications. I had all the training. I had everything that I needed. I knew exactly how to build the online business. Like I had all the tools and I was like, so in my own way. And, you know, I I went like three years basically, um, you know, quote, building my business while also waiting tables. Um, And I just got to the point where I was like, yo, what are you, what are you doing? Like, why is this taking you so long? Like, what are you actually doing? What is actually wrong here? why, you know, all the thoughts ran through my head. Like, maybe I'm not cut out for this. Mm -hmm. Like, maybe I'm not meant to be an entrepreneur. Why the heck can't I figure this out? And then the thoughts would go through my head. Like, yo, you could have been an engineer back by now. Like you could have been a freaking doctor by now. If you just would have picked one path and stayed with it, you know, you're smart enough to do this. Like, why are you here? Like, why is this happening? (laughs) You know, why are you struggling? And there were so many times like that. And I think it's kind of inevitable in entrepreneurship, especially in the, the beginning stages where you're building your business. Mm-hmm. Like those thoughts came up all the freaking time. And how did you manage those thoughts to kind of keep you motivated? How did you re-motivate yourself to kind of say, you know what, I, I have to do this, but I have to leave or I have to really <clears throat> take on that, that path. Like how did you re-motivate yourself? I honestly, I joke with my friends, like, I honestly, I just, I don't even know how to explain this, but it's like the path chose me. It's like, Mm -hmm. I couldn't get off the path. It's like, no, that's what's meant to be. And even if I would say, well, you know what? I'm just, I'm done with this. You know, I'm just going to go get, uh, you know, a real job or, uh, you know, I say that in air quotation marks, a real job, um, you know, like not being an entrepreneur or whatever, right? Um, Something more stable. But like that just, that path just wasn't meant for me. And I would always get drawn back. I would always get drawn back to entrepreneurship. And I I don't know why, but it's like, it's kind of a blessing and a curse, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like, I just couldn't really, I just couldn't really give it up. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. It's really crazy how our mind works during these times. And you know, I can, I've had some struggles as well. And, 
you're kind of at a point like, am I doing this? Am I not? Like even I'm trying to, I'll be honest, I'm trying to launch a merch line. I wanted it to be launched on my birthday this year, but I said, you know what? Let me hold off a bit. Why am I rushing into things? Let me, let me sort out what I need to sort out and then I can do an official launch. And there's a lot of back and forth that goes through your mind. And there was points even, am I doing this? Why am I doing this for? But then I'm like, oh, I just want to like, be creative and design something and you know it's it's like my mind keeps going back and forth but just recently about a month ago I was just like no you know what this is what I want to try this is what I need to do and this is what I'm going to do yeah there's a lot of things that I didn't know about you know online businesses and shopping and everything I'm trying to make it as simple as possible which can be the hardest thing because I have to look at every single detail like I just did a photo shoot for my stuff and uh, I'm just like okay damn like especially when you're doing everything yourself you you learn how how good I'm not saying I'm perfect but I'm saying how your strengths really come out and how your strengths really push you to the next level and it's amazing where I can still be a photographer and take pictures of stuff that I need and I don't have to hire somebody it's amazing that I can do web design because I've done it before since I was a like a teenager that was my passion and you know creating creating uh logos or creating cover arts for some podcasters like that's just a creative i went to school for architecture you know and i'm not an architect now because i chose a different path and i truly didn't have the grades for it either to get into university but i completed college and you know i wasn't in the field for 10 years and i went back to it just four years ago am i designing stuff no i'm just a project administrator And it's crazy how the path that we take, it leads us to different things. And I didn't expect to launch a podcast and I did it because of the confidence that I could build and being able to give back to the Learning Disabilities Association and sharing my story so these kids can have someone to look up to and not feel like what I felt um, through my journey. And I love how we can really challenge ourselves and it's amazing what we can do. Yeah, it is. And, uh, you know, you said some stuff that's, that really kind of flagged in my mind is Mm -hmm. I really think, Oh God, we're getting, we're getting deep. (laughs) (laughs) I really think that honestly, like that the meaning of life is about who you're becoming, Yeah, you know, like why do I love entrepreneurship so much? Mm -hmm. It's, because of oh this sounds so cliche it kills me but it's like it's because of the climb like I love the climb I love being on the edge you know like on the edge of your comfort zone and I truly think that it's it's I don't know I think like even your passion is less about what you're doing and more about who you're becoming Mm -hmm. you know like the podcast the podcast is you said confidence right yeah. It's just a way for you to grow. It's a way for you to expand. It's a way for you to share. It's a way for you to to give and to increase, right? Mm-hmm. And um, have you ever read the book, The Science of Getting Rich? No, I haven't. Um, it's by Wallace D. Waddles. But one of the things that I that I love in there is he talks about, you know, like it's it's your it's your right to be rich. Like it's your divine birthright to be rich and you know, he's like, look at, look at the, look at the trees out there, right? Like how tall will a tree grow mm-hmm. as tall as it can? That is life to be increasing. That's, you know, 
<laughs> you don't, I feel like sometimes people feel bad about that, you know, about, mm-hmm. um, you know, wanting more or, um, you know, maybe they want to make more money or they, they want a bigger house or they want to whatever. Um, and, you know, previously I almost felt bad about some of that stuff. I'm like, why can't you just be happy with what you have? Like, why can't you just be content with what you have? And while I do see that side as well, like I'm a massive believer in the, the habit of gratitude, but it's also okay to want more. And in fact, it's natural. It's a natural, almost like law of the universe to want more, to want to increase, to want to progress, to want to push yourself, to want to grow, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And it's what you put into the universe is what you're going to give back. And if you're going to work hard now because you've got goals or you're starting something, whatever it is, it will reward you in the future, right? It's not going to happen, obviously, overnight. You're going to become a millionaire, but there are steps to take that you need to experience in order to get there. Yeah, yeah. As long as people realize that the whole, like, millionaire thing isn't really the pot of gold, and, like, the pot of gold is the becoming. Yeah, <laughs> you know? it's becoming, yeah. Exactly. Now, what tips could you give somebody for without sharing too much because I know you got a program if even if it's just oh, I'll one share tip, whatever I'll share I'll share all of it <laughs> tips to grow your Instagram page yeah so I'll say in terms of growing your Instagram page so back when I started um when I started with uh so the company was called Barbell Shrugged okay. um but I started uh working with their social media accounts like that that's how we did all of our marketing was pretty much most of it was organic. I don't think we were running any ads back then, Um, but it was traffic through our podcast, through our Instagram, through our Facebook, through our YouTube, um, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, back when I was running Instagram and like, I think it was 2015, I started for them, like the beginning of 2015. um, Instagram was fairly new and you could just post the right hashtags and you could get like 50 followers just from posting the right hashtags. And it was awesome. You know, the growth was, was very, uh, (laughs) it was a really nice growth curve. But uh, it's not it's not like that anymore. Like you can't just it, you know post something and you have the right hashtags and you know the the magic hashtag fairies gift you fifty followers every time that you post. It doesn't really work like that, <laughs> uh, you know. And and of course you can buy followers these days, but that's uh, also a terrible idea because they just become dead weight on your account and it actually just basically shoots you in the foot and works against your algorithm. So that's also a terrible idea. And those are also just not your people. Um, but what I see a lot of people doing is they are so focused on the content, the content, the content. And, you know, with writing these, these hour long posts and they're perfectionizing over the perfect hashtags and they want to know exactly what days and times they need to post. And they think that like, you know, having all that stuff dialed in is, is going to be what, what grows their account and gets them followers and that their content that they post is, is going to be what gets them clients. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it's freaking backwards. It's so oh. freaking backwards. Cause think about it. Think about a couple things. Everybody is posting content right now because that's what everyone's been told, right? Like to just mm-hmm. post content, post content, post content. Um, and when everyone's doing that, you're not really standing out. You're just, you're just blending in. And if you think about your own habits on Instagram, what are your habits on Instagram? You're scrolling most of the time. If you're not on your own account, if you're on the, the feed, you're just scrolling. Mm-hmm. You're just like your eye gets caught by a couple things here and there. You might hit the heart button. You might read a post, but sometimes you don't even read the post, even if you like them. Mm-hmm. You don't even read the post. You just see the photo. You're like, oh, that's cool. Like scroll. 
oh, that's cool. Like scroll, right? (laughs) You know what I mean? You're not actually really going into that stuff. And so what I was finding was people were spending so much time like agonizing over their posts and and their content. And a write-up on an image was taking people like an hour. And then they were like all in their head about not having the perfect hashtags. And they thought that like, you know, maybe they weren't getting the followers because they didn't know the right days and times or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so the way I approach Instagram is I've backed it up like four steps. And I, I see Instagram not as, you know, just the feed or the stories or whatever, but I see it truly as an ecosystem. And it's almost like taking a look at, you know, health. And there's a lot of like, um, like holistic health coaching is becoming bigger right now, especially when you talk nutrition, right? It's that the person, yeah, it's like the person is a whole person and you can't just look at the nutrition. You have to almost like pull in the other stuff. Like what about your activity? What about your relationships? And what about the way you talk to yourself and like all the, all this kind of stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, your sleep and whatever, right? It's not just the food that you're eating. And so that's kind of how I started to look at, at Instagram is, is that it's, it's truly an ecosystem. And it, the name of the game is really about building a loyal, engaged audience that, you know, I call my tribe. Like, I love my people on Instagram. And that gets written down in my, in my gratitude every single day, like more than people know. Um, but I love my people on there. And it's about if you want to grow your following, Mm-hmm. One of the best ways to do that right now, especially if you're just starting out, you're a newer coach or service provider, is to do the outreach. And so I teach people to, you know, figure out, okay, what's your niche? Who, who are you uniquely positioned to help? Like, where, you know, who are those people? And then where are they hanging out on Instagram? And so, you know, maybe that's a page that they're hanging out on. Maybe they're following Marie Forleo or they're, they're following you or they're following, um, I don't know, James Wedmore or someone like that. I don't know if you know who James Wedmore is, but anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, But, you know, going to those accounts and, you know, paying attention to to who's, to who's following them and, and who's commenting on their posts and starting conversations with those people. And I teach people the strategy. I call it like the three, two, one follow strategy, but it's just like a way of, a way of engaging with people and starting conversations and doing it in an authentic way so that those people who you've already identified as your people because you've gone to their page and you, you're like, Oh, this is my, this is my ideal client or whatever. Um, but like when you engage with people from a place of authenticity like that and, and, and of giving value and of service, you know, a certain percentage of those people end up following you back and those people become your evangelists. Those people become, you know, your, your biggest raving fans. So step one is the outreach. Um, step two is, is the DMS. I have this, like, uh, this meme I have in the course where it's like all roads lead to the DMS and it's like a bunch of slides, like (laughs) going to the DMS. (laughs) Um, but it's like, that's how you build relationships and people forget that on Instagram, it's like every heart and like, and comment and DM that you get, like, that's a real freaking human on the other side of that screen. And, and, you know, people are like so caught up in the vanity metrics and having 10K followers and whatever, but it's not about that. It's about you actually engaging with these people and actually creating real relationships. And that's how you stand out, right? So actually opening up the conversation and then your feed content, the content that everyone's stressing out about really just becomes a supplement in a sense of your whole nutritional plan. It's like, 
that just kind of fills in the gaps. And what you really want your feed to do is position you as somebody who's credible and has some authority in your space, right? So give some value, you know, um, a lot of times, you know, like just, just, just posting some stuff that gives value, but also educates and also positions you as somebody who's credible and authority, like has some authority. Um, and that's what people are going to see. Like your feed is what people are going to see when they actually come to your account after you've done the outreach and then people like start up the conversations with you and then they end up on your account. They're going to see your feed. Right. And they're like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Follow. Right. And then your stories become this way to post some social proof, post some testimonials. They become your vlog. They become that place where now not just one-to-one like in the DMs, but one-to-many, you can build some really strong know, like, and trust, some really strong relationships because people can actually see the real you and they can see your personality and they you can build that know, like, trust factor, right? So mm-hmm. it's kind of like teaching people how to view Instagram as an ecosystem, you know, kind of as a whole, right? Like you do the outreach. You you open the conversation in the DMs. You give a lot of value and over deliver in your content. And you also let people like really see you kind of in the story. So it's really seeing how this whole ecosystem works. Mm-hmm. And it's at the end of the day, it's all about taking people from, um, you know, a cold to a warm to a hot lead who is somebody who is ready to, to work with you. Right. Mm-hmm. And ultimately too, at the end of the day, that should be, a massive benefit to them just as much as it is to you. Wow. And what you mentioned at the beginning is going through your insights and seeing what time your followers are at. That's what I've been following the whole entire time because that's what you hear and posting content. And I've heard one website, you got to post like five times a day when you first start. And I'm just like, that's a lot of freaking, you know, posts that you're posting. Like I barely have a chance to even post one a day. And now you're getting me to post five. This is so interesting. And I definitely have to have you back and, I got to talk to you about um, something else, which we'll talk about it off air, but oh my gosh, thank you for sharing that because now you got me thinking and rolling and I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to reanalyze my Instagram page now and I, I got to figure out how am I going to do this because you're so used <laughs> to doing what almost 90% of the people are doing, which is looking at your insights, see what time your followers are at and, you know, and that's where I've been told, I told other people too and I, it's just crazy. And of course, hashtags is important because you want to make sure that you are posting the right hashtags, but then sometimes the right hashtags don't even work. Yeah. And, and not to discount that stuff completely, but it's yeah. just the, the amount of emphasis that people are putting on it is my yeah. problem with it. Right. Yeah. Like I still ask people all the time, Hey, how did you find me? And like lots of people say hashtags, um, which is a whole thing in and of itself. Um, but it's not the be all end all. It's not as much as people are making it out to be. And at the, it, the real thing that it's about is, is relationships. That's what mm-hmm. the whole thing is really about. Yeah. Really. Yeah. It's, it's like Facebook. Like, you know, when we used to add friends or acquaintances and then you talk in, in, in the messenger and it's kind of like the same idea for Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Okay. Well, Morgan, I really thank you so much for being on the podcast, sharing your journey. Um, it's amazing. And I, I hear how passionate you are about your business. And please tell the listeners where they can find you. Yeah, definitely. Um, the best place, which is probably one of the only platforms I'm active on right now, is 100% Instagram. Um, so you can find me at I am Morgan Gillis. And 
I would actually love to hear from you, especially if anything, you know, if anything resonated from, from the podcast, anything you want to discuss further, maybe you want, uh, some tips and tricks and, you know, advice on getting started in a business or growing your business or whatever, like freaking reach out to me because I've probably made every mistake under the sun and I struggled for so long to build mine. And if I can help someone fast track that by even, you know, a week or a month or, you know, a year, God forbid, like four years <laughs> that it took me, um, then I would absolutely love to do that. So come say hi on the gram. Awesome. And of course, all her information is going to be in the show notes for you. But thank you so much again, Morgan. I really appreciate your time and sharing your story. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Well, thank you to our listeners for tuning in on another episode on a little bit of everything with me. And that's all we have for now. Hi, this is Michelle Miller from Mentors on the Mic podcast. I'm Anthony. And I'm Jessica with the Beautiful Feet podcast. Hey, it's your boy, Bromar, host of The Bromar Show. Hello, everyone. It's the Coupon Queenpin from the CQP Moments podcast. What's up, everybody? This is your boy, Ken, a.k.a. The Gentleman of the Gentleman Lifestyle Podcast. Hi, this is Stephanie Valente, your local massage therapist. And you are listening to A Little little Bit bit of Everything with Angelica. Angelica. That's it for now. And thank you for tuning in on another episode of a little bit of everything with me. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Just don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on the podcast platform that you're listening to.